podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. Welcome back to the Combine Podcast, where Liverpool have once again they fucking won a game of football. Three fucking one. Get in there. Uh, I'm joined by Mick Moran and Nat Phillips has just finished getting changed in the West Ham dressing room. Uh, he's now joined us on the podcast. Nat Phillips, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Well played today, mate. We will get into that in a minute. Um, obviously, we're all taking the piss. It's, it's good old Tim. Uh, yeah, Mick, uh, Liverpool have just beaten West Ham uh, 3-1. Uh, what a performance again. We said, didn't we, on the pre-match show with Harvey that we wanted the same performance that we got out of Spurs. And I think we got that. We did. We did. It was It was a... Uh... It was a slow burner. I mean, obviously, we didn't score our first till 57 minutes, but the perform, the passing and the movement and the um, the creativity was all there. Obviously, when you miss a Mane, that's a huge miss. And the fact that we had a read, it thought he'd done okay. Obviously, went off injured towards the end, didn't he? But no, it was it was it, it was like business as usual. Like we we knew it was like those games where we used to play and be like, well, well, even if it got towards the end of the game, it was like we're going to score eventually, and that's what it felt like again today. It was just a return to the norm, and I was like, it's fucking lovely, fucking lovely to see. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, Tim, that when the game started, um, like Mix just said, you, I didn't get that feeling. I thought, oh, fucking hell, we're going to struggle here today. It was, we were keeping the ball really, really well, as every Liverpool side does. It's really good. Uh, you know, 67% possession over the, the course of the entire game. But albeit we weren't creating that many chances in the first half, we were having a lot of the ball and we were getting in their box, and it was quite comfortable for us, wasn't it, in that first half? Yeah, it was it was similar to what we've seen during that that kind of slump in form that we've been on the last couple of weeks. Um, but we seemed a little bit more decisive than previously. So it was a lot of the same. It was sort of keeping the ball, a lot of um, a lot of playing playing in their area, playing in their half, dominating possession. Um, and at halftime, you you had to have had that worry in the back of your head, like, oh, are we are we kind of like falling down the same the same path? But you have to admit that you know it was it was two good halves of football. We it never really looked in doubt. So I mean it was it was much much better, and it, it looks like two performances in a row that we're starting to to kind of like get out of this hole and and, and kind of find our form just at the right time. Yeah, good point, mate. First back to back wins in the Premier League since the middle of December. So that sounds fucking great when you say that, um, Mick. I'm, I just want to talk about that first that first goal. Um, I've got, I just the words are just not coming out, mate. How I can describe how how good that first goal was. So talk to me, mate. Talk to me about Mo Salah's goal. He's just he's he's back to normal. Like he has a bit of a a bit of an off period, but he's 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 always a willing worker. And but when you get him in those positions where he's on the opposite end of the go- side of the goal, and you, the only option you're giving him is a, a curler into the far corner. Then you're asking for trouble. Same way it, people used to do it to Iron Robin, like just let him go on his left. But he was just too good. He'd done it every time. Salah's the same in a way. Like he's just yeah. It was very uh, that that's what you just said then about Salah putting the ball, cutting his eyes left left up left on his left foot. That was seventeen eighteen Salah quite a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he did that quite a lot that in his first year. Yeah, and it's just he's just a wizard. He really is. I fucking love the guy. Like he's 
all this stuff about his contract and whatever else, and people saying, yeah, he can leave. But if he, yeah, if he wants to leave, he can. But when if when he's in that form and when we're in that type of form, he's he is literally unstoppable. Like you, you, you can't stop him. And like obviously, we'll come on to the the other goal soon. But fucking hell, yeah, first goal was was absolute top quality footy, and that 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 you could tell that just demoralised them straight away because they were hoping to hold us out a bit longer and the fact that that went in at the stage it did where we were starting to turn the screw a little bit it just it opened the floodgates for us and obviously we got one pretty much straight after that didn't we as well so yeah quality yeah it was yeah that's a perfect way to describe it make his quality I think um, I th- Tim when you look at the substitutions that Klopp was making he sort of made the, the change just, just before the goal and we're talking seconds before the goal because Millie comes off and he's sort of having that bit of like you know what what's going on? Why am I being brought? Because he was playing well, James Milner, obviously. But I think the the playing last week, playing Thursday, then playing today, you've got to, you know, he he is superhuman, but he's not that superhuman. Because let's face it, he is thirty five years of age, and you know what I mean. So um, you've got to think about it. But like Jones comes on, does really really well instantly, doesn't he? And uh, Alex has just dropped in straight away and says uh, he looked the man possessed when he first came on and he got involved. He did and set it up for Salah, and it it it, it was just so well timed, wasn't it, by Klopp and sequence of events well yeah it was could talk about an instant impact I mean Jones comes on and and you know charges down the West Ham defense and lays it off to Trent to set up the uh the first goal but yeah it was you know it was one of those things where I, I understood the sub regardless of whether you wanted to rest James Milner I think it was a point in the game where we started to need to kind of push for a goal, was pushing towards the 60th minute. He didn't want a repeat of what's happened, you know, during that slump in form. Let's let's put a little bit more of an attacking midfielder on that's not going to give too much up going back or, you know, and isn't going to give up the ball too much. And it paid off almost instantly, you know, Curtis Jones gets on the ball near the halfway line and, and runs down the, the, the West Ham defence and, you know, and, and that instant impact. So... Can't can't really complain about it, and as you saw Millie's reaction almost immediately after the uh, after the goal, where's Mikba? I think he's gone. I think he's just gone and touched himself over the, the, the goals again, mate. I think that's all he's done. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was it was obviously perfect timing. So yeah, yeah. Well, I can't really can't really say much about it. It was it was as, as good a sub as you're ever going to make, really, in terms of impact. So yeah. It's true. Mick, um, thanks for going off, touching yourself and coming back. And, you, and you, I always knew it would be a quick one with you. Um, <laughs> mate, just, uh, obviously, Tim's just been talking about the um, the first goal and obviously the, the, the touches and you touched on Salah, but I want to uh, focus now on the second goal because I remember there's been quite a few times when we've played against West Ham where we they've had a corner and we've done them on the counter-attack. Yeah. You know, memories flock to the Luminous kit that we had a few years back, yeah, um, and then the Orange kit as well. We've done one for there, and then the white one as well. Last yeah. year, it's sort of a thing that maybe they forgot, or Klopp remembers that we do really, really well. And obviously, the second goal came from a counter-attack. You've got the ball. You could hear Hendo screaming, saying, go, go, go. Yeah. Trent plays a phenomenal fucking pass to Shakiri. Shakiri knows where Mo is. He takes the first his first touch to play the ball in, and it was like watching Enrique and Luis Suarez from uh, 2012-13, wasn't it? What a fucking touch! Oh, 
it was just unbelievable. Like I think from their point of view, they they do pin pin a lot of the hopes on set pieces, don't they? So they've got to throw everyone forward because the hope. They're the best in the league for it. They're the best yeah. in the league for it. But the first and everything, aren't they? On all set pieces and goals from it and whatever else. So they pin the, they've got to pin the hopes on that because they've got yeah. fucking massive fellas. So they're throwing everyone forward. Um, and they do want to win the game. They want to, or they want to get back in the game. So they've got, they've got to do it. So it's, and it works in our favour. And we just love, we love that. Like, like I said, Trent, ball by Trent, and then the ball from Shaq. At first, I thought, oh fuck, he shanked it. But the curl on it, and then the touch by Salah, why is weak with his weak foot, and the fact with the little clip around the keeper with his left. Fucking hell, that is just poetry in motion. That's what that was. And a staff from Salah, I saw he's the first player for Liverpool to score twenty plus goals in all competitions for four consecutive seasons since Rushy did it back in eighty one till eighty six. Like fucking stat that Michael. That's a fucking what, stat. What a fucking player he is. Like he's just that an is. absolute dream. And it, like that that goal just summed him up. Like he can be very frustrating and we know he can he can be a ball greed, but which goal scorers aren't. But when he's on top form like that and when he's Dying to get goals, he's fucking, he's unplayable. Yeah, Tim, I think what Mick's just touched on there, because he's dying to get goals, you can always see Salah trying to do it all himself, hasn't he? Um, and it, sometimes it is frustrating because you think there's a pass on there, just square it, especially when we're in, we're in need of it. But, you know, like, like Mick said, you can't really knock that out of him. And he, he wants to break, break as many records as he can. He always wants to be top goal scorer in the Premier League. He wants the golden boot again. You know, there's so many questions surrounding his future at the minute, but... You know, you can't you can't slate him when he does stuff like that, can you? Because you just think, right, well, you've got us out of shit there, really. Yeah, well, for me, Liverpool over the last four years are in Premier League winning form whenever Salah's playing like that. For mm. me, whenever they're not, we're not the same team. Whenever he's not scoring goals or whenever he's out of rhythm, we're, we're not as lethal going forward. So as, as frustrating it is to watch, you understand because he comes in with a performance like this and you go you know this guy's world class he's one of the best strikers we've ever had you know he's he's unbelievably you know potent in front of goal and you just got to give it to him as much as it's frustrating to watch you got to give it to him he scores a bunch of goals every season important ones not important ones ones at the beginning of games ones at the end of the games and you know if if, if you're putting it back onto his left foot and you're allowing him even even an inch he's going to bend it around you and the keeper as well and that first the, the he showed it all his class today because that first goal he duked to his right and sent the defender gave made himself an inch curled it around the keeper and the second one was you know superb what a touch and then obviously great in a sense that he didn't have to take another one to bring it back onto his left and he just flicked it around the keeper he's he's just absolute quality and it i, I as much as his contract's up in the air and stuff. My hope is that he stays because he's he doesn't seem to be slowing down. Yeah, no, it was a really, really good point, mate. Um, obviously, Mickey, as the game progresses a little bit more after the second goal, Bobby Firmino comes on for a league. I think he's got another injury as well. So we'll just add that to the list as well. It looks like he's not going anywhere in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, but Bobby Firmino comes on um, and he's instrumental in uh, setting up the third goal for, for Gini Wijnaldum, isn't he? But again, the build-up play was incredible and it was very what Tim said the, the Liverpool of the last few years yeah it was and that's when when we're in our stride like that when we've got a bit of confidence and we're two goals up like that that's when that's why all these other performances that we've had where we've dropped loads of points it was we always knew it was a confidence issue because when you see pretty, the same team pretty much doing that that thing against the informed West Ham side at, the, at their own place 
Yeah. It just proves that it was always a confidence issue. And when, now that we've got it back, got our mojo back, we're fucking flying. And that the second and third goals are just symbolic of a Liverpool team. Just, just class. Like I, I think it was a little back heel by a little flick by Oxley Chamberlain. Where then Firmino could shoot, just squares it, and we, uh, Genie gets his goal. But it's just, um, it's just a, it's just a pleasure to watch sometimes when Liverpool are on on song like that, and you just, yeah, just thoroughly enjoyable when 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 things are going well like that, and it puts us in a really good place. Like we're only, we're only a point behind United now. Like we've got no fucking centre halves, and we're still, still climbing the table, and we're still doing that. Obviously, we'll, we we might touch on the end about um, the infamous Ben Davis, not the Spurs one, the other one who who yeah, was coming in we for are. But um, yeah, Matt Phillips again was great as well tonight. Him and Hendo with the back of Boss and. The fact that we're, st- we're still getting these results with with such a patched patched up backline is just testament to how good this team is. The fucking boss. True. Well, let's you know talk about the the one negative side of the of the game was the fact that we conceded a goal, which you know at this point I don't think any Liverpool fan gives a shit whether we're conceding goals as long as we're winning because that that's all that matters at the minute. Um, you know, ball comes in from again a set piece, which is what West Ham are very good at, and it's the flick from Robbo that sort of takes it away from Phillips and just knocks it in. And obviously, I think it was Dawson that that ended up putting the ball in the back of there. Anyway, yeah, it was. Um, so. Who gives a shit we've conceded a goal? It really doesn't matter because I think it's all about scoring goals at the minute, isn't it? That's what's important. But let's focus on the defence while we're here. Um, Alex has put in, uh, Phillips dealt with the crosses very well and made a big difference to stop them. Yeah, I just want to talk uh, about Nat Phillips at, uh, at the minute and I will come to his doppelganger to talk, talk about it. Um, so, Tim, I thought there was a couple of times where West Ham had got some set pieces in that first half where we were playing quite a high line in, in, in terms of the box because you saw the ball go in to the West Ham and it wasn't offside, but the only person that had tracked back was Phillips and did a couple of really good headers to, to get it clear. It seems that he's really, really settling in to this side whenever he plays. I mean, he, he played a phenomenal game against West Ham uh, at Anfield and it does beg the question, which is what you know Tomo said, is why have we not been playing him? So it does... You know, because Reese Williams has had a couple of games, he's, he hasn't got in there. He's made mistakes, unfortunately, but it seems like Nat Phillips could be could settle quite well in this side, couldn't it? Yeah, he seems to be um, elevating his play as the season goes on. The, the more chances he's getting, the, the more he seems to to really be settling into the role. And he's he's another guy who's. I mean, when he's come in, I don't think he's played alongside. Uh, I mean, he's obviously he's played next to Henderson um, for back to back games, but or. Well, and Fabinho, I guess. Um, but he's another guy who, you know, probably would do actually very, very well in this side with with a bit of a consistent partnership. And he seems to be very comfortable alongside Henderson. And Henderson has the pace to to kind of like deal with the the, the balls over the top and and the ball playing ability. I can't stress enough how how nice it was to see balls coming from the back line again in in Van Dyke style over yeah. the top and giving us something a little bit different. Um, but Phillips is that enforcer to go along alongside that, you know, aerially, aerially dominant, dominant um, you know, good enough on the ball to more than good enough on the ball to to play in a clock back line. Um, he's he's really really good, and the more the more we see him, the more you can't help but think that he's he's played what I think five games now this season in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I think he's been outstanding in four of them. I think he had a bit of a hiccup. In, uh, Call- Callum Wilson gave him some problems up at Newcastle, but. Apart from that, you've got to give it to the guy. He's cut, he stepped in and he stepped up to the plate and he's he's actually been really, really good. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mick, I want to touch on his partner. 
I'd like to touch his partner in central, central defence, but, you know, I think something might happen with that. Uh, Jordan Henderson again, um, even on the TV. And you should you should the tweet, didn't you, of the Spurs game where, you know, it's Hendo and his titles and him shouting and stuff like that. Even with the, the crowd noise on, you could fucking hear him all game again and you, you, you hear him encouraging and shouting and you think, fucking hell, it's just... He's, I'm running out of superlatives to talk about him. Yeah, I'm hoping to do another video for for that game as well for today's game because it was like you said yeah. you could hear, you could hear every word like encouragement and that's what that's what he brings yeah. like I know maybe that's like a blessing in the skies in a way that he's that he's having to fill in there because he's kind of he can take a back seat and he can see the whole pitch and he and he can direct people from 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 that back line but um, he he was just fucking terrific again like runners runners in behind he was always tracking he was encouraging everyone. Like playing along, like Phillips playing alongside him. Like I know Phillips done so well, but it must be a load easier when you've got someone that good, that good of a football next year because he is. Yeah. And I don't think he still gets the credit for how good of a footy player he is. Like passing aerially, like encourage encouraging players. Like ev- he's got literally everything, and he's just he's we're so lucky to have him. And obviously he's our captain, lifted the trophy for us last year. So if you can do that again this year, I'll be fucking made up. But we all want him back in midfield ASAP. Obviously, I don't know who we're going to bring in. We've got like one more day, haven't we, till bring someone in? But um, it's yeah, he's he's just yeah. I've run out of superlatives as for myself. He's just he's fucking terrific. Yeah. Well, let's touch on the news that sort of broke around about half time is the fact that Liverpool. They're in contract talks with, well, not in contract, they're in talks, apparently, um, with Preston for, for Ben Davis for a £2 million fee. Uh, Tim, I, I, I haven't got a clue who he is, never heard of him, um, so I've, I've, I don't watch the championship. Of, you know, Preston, yeah, all right, I don't know. Thoughts? Is it a body? Is, is he better than Phillips? Is it worth it? Um it certainly seems like instead of going out and, and, and looking for a quality player that's going to step in and, and be long-term, he's, he's, he's looking to bring someone in as a body, I think. Because for me, in all likelihood, I don't see him stepping in and, and being as influential as Nat Phillips has been you know, in, in the five games he's had. And, and if, he, if he is, all the, all the better. I'm, you know, I might be... St- sat here talking shit right now but because I've not I've not really seen anything of him or heard of him or, or anything but you know it's 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 hit or miss really when you when you're coming up from the championship you never know really how players are going to react to to playing in the Premier League and it's it's, it's a enough. point it's a good point from Tom at least the well, middle of the quarantine yeah. period yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I mean, th- there's positives to it. The you know, it's another body. If we if we pick up another injury at centre back, there is a centre back to fill in. Um, I would have liked to have seen us bring in someone with a little bit bit more of kind of top end league, high end league, you know, uh, experience rather than someone from the championship. But then again, at the same time, I think we've again we've been really good at the back. So it, it, as as long as it's not affecting our forward play, you can't really see it having a massive effect going back like it was today like as as we were really good at the back we gave up a goal that was you know it's that's a goal that happens you know it's it's a if it if it didn't get deflected Nat Phillips would have cleared it you know and Oxley I think Oxley Chamberlain was one who didn't mark the run and I think he was looking at it going on Nat Nat's got gonna get his head on the end of this and stopped um 
But then again, if, if we're going to be scoring three goals a game, that's not going to happen three times a game or four times a game. So we're not going to be dropping dropping points. So for me, yeah, I think he's bringing in more of a body than than anything else. I hope I'm wrong. Fingers crossed. His you know Ben Davis steps in and is as good as Virgil Van Dijk because why not? But hey, yeah. you know it's it's at least we're making moves. Yeah, well, exactly. And Alex has just said, uh, realistically, the guy's just an option, not likely to play unless we get further injuries. Probably a good point. Uh, Mick, how are you feeling about the the Ben Davis opportunity? Are you the same? It's just a body. It's just a body, isn't it? Like I didn't have a fucking clue it was when the news was breaking. Obviously, I think Neil Jones and a couple of other journals were posting, weren't they? But uh, I had a little scout on Twitter at half time, and I was looking at like looking for Preston fans, and they were like saying. He, he's quick. He's he's good in the air. He's got a bit of stature. He likes bringing the ball out from the back. Um, there was another it's like all there. the fucking generic fucking tick boxes of a centre back in it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, another one saying like he's he, the surprise. He hasn't been picked up by another Premier League club earlier uh, because he, he's really he's really rated highly. But I don't know. Like, it's two million. He's out of contract in June, so that's why we're getting him for a lot cheaper than than, than we normally would. Um, but yeah, it's another body in there. Like, not, if Matt Phillips wants to keep playing like that for the rest of the season, fucking be me guess, mate. But it's another person in there. It, give, it gives a bit of competition. Obviously, we don't know how long Matt out for yet. I don't know. If, I imagine Klopp's getting asked that at this very second. But um, we, we don't know what's going on with that. Fabinho should be back for Man City, shouldn't he? James Pierce said. So that's yeah. good. So we've got options in there. And he comes in and makes another, has another option. And it's just someone if... Matip gets injured again, or Fabinho does. We can have we can have someone else in there and have another option. That that's all it is. And for two million, it you, it's it's win win because it, it, you're bringing in a player, you're giving them an opportunity come from the championship. Mm. Yeah, it's it's worth a punt exactly like Gavin says there. Um, it's it's basically two million is absolutely zero in these in, in the current climate. And if he comes in and is shit, then it doesn't matter. If he comes in and, and and is really good and can be a really good squad player. Uh, then sound because he's left. I think he's left sided as well because he's a left footer. So that that helps the, the balance a little bit as well on that side. So I like I like him already if he's left footed. I like him already. Yeah, I so. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good point that you make, Mick. And when I was looking at his sort of appearances, he's played you know quite consistently for Preston. So that champ, the championship is obviously a, a, a big drop in terms of level and all that sort of stuff. But it is a very physical league at the end of the day. Um, it pro- you know, sometimes it can be more physical than the Premier League. Um, so he has got that sort of roughness about him um, based on that. You know, I'm not basing that on the fact that I've watched him play because I've never seen him play for Preston. So. But if he can come up and do a job for us, then then like you said, like you both said, then why the fuck not? It really doesn't matter, does it? We, at the end of the day, we need bodies to fill those gaps and anything to to put Henderson off for being all back in the midfield to give us that extra edge going forward. I mean, I know it looks like we've got our mojo back a little bit anyway, touch wood, but that would be, that would be amazing. And um, the motivation and the, the, the sort of belief that the team has at the minute, I mean, Gav, yeah, Gav's just said the exact same thing. At least he's going to be coming into a team that's winning, uh, would have made it so much harder and he would not turn the corner recently. That's absolutely true. The last thing you'd want is, for Ben Davis, if he is going to sign, to come to us when we're on that losing streak and go, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to be coming to Liverpool now while they're fucking losing. They're desperate for centre-half and if I can't perform, they're going to jump on me. Whereas at the minute, we're quite settled with the 12th different fucking partnership in 21 games. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it. it. 
it, it takes Reese Williams out of the sorry Jay. It takes Reese Williams no, out of right. the line as well a little bit because he's he's came in and he's done well, hasn't he? But like I think this Ben Davis is like twenty five, I think something like that. So he's 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 a bit more experienced. If if he's not going to let stupid mistakes like ruin him, and we, it's not fair on Reese Williams to bring him in, nineteen year old kid, and expect him to be fucking Virgil Van Dyke two points out. It's just not it's just not going to happen. And and play, the more we play him in difficult games and he has bad games, the more it's going to hinder his progression ultimately for, for the rest mm. of his career. And we want, we want to encourage that. We want to nurture that because he could be really good. So bringing in this yeah. player takes the pressure off him. He can come on in games where we don't need to win or we, like, obviously we don't need to win, but you know what I mean? It, with games yeah. where when the games are won or if, if it's, I don't know where last 10 minutes he can come on and he can, he can get some minutes via, via that route rather than, Playing fucking and starting games where we're against Man United in the FA Cup and they're like, oh, we need to win this and there's pressures pressures on him. So it's it, yeah. even that as well, just to take the pressure off him is good. No, it's a, it's a really really good point, mate. Um, so I want to do a couple of comments from Alex. Um, like Klopp said, he won't just bring in anybody. So he, he and the scouts see something in the guy to do something behind for being on that end. Oh, Matt Williams, absolutely true. Um, if we do get him, let Vandenberg uh, go on loan to give him experience. Uh, God knows what the fuck's going on with Seth Vandenberg. Just really, God, God knows what's going on. Um, but Tim, obviously tomorrow is deadline day. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because if the Ben Davis thing carries on tonight in terms of progression and the rumours and you know everything, then tomorrow will, won't be the, the whole crescendo that we all thought it was going to be. Um, but if we don't hear anything by, you know, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning or midday tomorrow. Um, are you going to get a little bit more worried? Um, it's tough to say. It really is because you, you never know with these things. It might be a last minute deal. So I'll be, I'll be annoyed that we didn't pick someone up more than, more than worried. I think that, I think that we can just about get by with the centre backs, especially if, if we are, you know, gonna. I mean, uh, the rumor is that Matip's injury isn't as serious as as, as it was first um, as it first appeared to be. Yeah, um, so. so if 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 we are gonna get Matip back in a couple of weeks, and Fabinho is gonna be back, and we can have a uh, a Matip and and Fab or Matip and Phillips back line, and we can restore that midfield back to normal, I'll I'll be feeling a whole lot better. About everything, but then again, you've you've got to sit there and worry about Matip's health because again, you know, you've got to make sure that he's wearing double socks in case there's a breeze and he breaks his feet or whatever, you know, like. So yeah, I I I would absolutely love us to see. It will stress me out if we don't sign someone by midday. But at the same at the same, you know, at the same time, it's kind of on current form. We've beaten a, a West Ham team who've just won six in a row. We've beaten a Tottenham team that were were in form at the time, despite missing a centre back. So if if we're going to continue to play like this, it, it won't worry me as much. But at the same yeah. time, with with our current injury record this season, you know, it's it's it is. You would like to see someone brought in, regardless, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Mick, just before you go, uh, let. Gav's just said, let's view it with a positive. Klopp's fucking mega, absolutely. Robbo got signed from a team that got relegated and the rest is history. I'm just glad we've got cover uh, at all, be it unknown and untested. Premier does make you feel a tad at ease. Yeah, it's a good point. Mick, what was you going to say? Uh, no, I was just gonna, I've just read a, 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 um, a quote from Klopp after the game. Got, he got asked about Ben Davis and he said, 
he said he plays for Tottenham? Question mark. So that's bad. He said he said nothing to say about it. So I don't know if he's just taking the piss and just winding them up. <laughs> or if, if like Neil Jones and I had um talking about it from goal and whatever another journals something they must be sort of there. So he's obviously yeah. taking the piss. He's, he's, he's definitely taking it. I love Klopp. He's definitely taking the piss on that. He that's yeah. But uh, Mick, uh, you, when we look at it now, that puts us up to third. Obviously, the Leicester result um was um really good yeah. uh, for us. So that puts us up to third, uh, forty points, four points behind City. Obviously, they do have a game in hand. And our next game, obviously, is midweek against Brighton. Again, let's get those points on the board. City have got Burnley, so by the time City have finished their game, uh, we'll just be kicking uh, ours off. Um, and then we play City on Sunday. So, big week. It is, and I'm just... I, th- I think Klopp's also said he doesn't know... They don't know the full extent of the Matip injury yet. So, if, if it's not as bad, then it's good news. But... Um, I'm hoping Mane will be back for, you know, if he's not back for Brighton and he's back for City, then that's obviously that's the main thing, isn't it? We need we need a, a foot pretty much full strength team as much as we can for City. Yeah. But Brighton are no Brighton are no pushovers. They proved that in the um the, the away game. That doesn't even feel like that long ago, you know, when they scored in oh, the of end. Course. Um, but if that's gonna, we're at home for that one, so it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be a difficult one. But we need to try and get the these players back for um for City, and that's gonna be. I think Guy Neville said it as much as I hate the fella. He said like that's that's gonna be the true test of where Liverpool are, and obviously with all the injuries we've got, it's not quite the same Liverpool team. But we proved in the last two games that we're starting to um starting to get back into the, the rhythm again. So that's and I'm, I'm coming up against the City team like they are amazing. Let's be honest, like they've got no De Bruyne and they're still just pushing teams aside so it's, it's going to be yeah I can't wait for it I can't wait for that game because if we end up doing winning that game like the, the complexion of the whole league just completely changes and like it's it's an open race again because you think in City you're just going to run with run away with it at the moment because they've got that game yeah. in hand but if we end up turning them over then it's 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 game on yeah absolutely well it's a good way to finish it mate it is game on but let's just enjoy uh, tonight as well and uh, we'll see what happens but yeah congratulations Liverpool Getting three points on the board, we appreciate it, Tim. Appreciate it as always, mate. Mick, always good having you on. Always good having me on as well at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Especially when we win, we're not fucking miserable, which is great. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we might, you might see us tomorrow do a bit of transfer stuff. Obviously, with it being deadline day, you'll see us tomorrow and do stuff on that. Hopefully, something will happen. You know, hopefully, Conor Plianka will sign the contract. We've been waiting for Conor Plianka to sign for a while. Maybe Clint Dempsey <laughs> will sign. You never know. Clint Dempsey might as well come to Liverpool, so we might get him as well. Um, yeah, my thanks to the lads as always, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.